out of Austin, Texas. You're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Good afternoon. This is a spontaneous nothing burger cast. I just I just can't help it. I have to to dish on the uh on the Russia gate, whatever that was. Now, I need to say from the very beginning I didn't believe any of it. I just didn't. I just didn't. Based on the speakers and what was said, there was no below the surface I could kind of get at because there was nothing from the very beginning. And, you know, I don't know why people bought into it. They bought into it because they blindly believe what is on TV. And if they do that, I really feel sorry for them because, and I feel sorry for them for two reasons. One, the establishment believes that they can control people by being on TV, which is a misnomer. And they, they really kind of self-validate the idea that if they go on television or broadcast news and say something, well, then that's the end of the facts. That's the way it is, uh, which I have never, ever believed. Um, and what was being said didn't have any, any tooth. It just didn't have anything underneath it. You know, it was always like tropes like we've got to secure democracy well i mean do you have anything no i mean we must secure democracy you know securing democracy and i'm thinking that sounds exactly kind of like the tropes that were lifted out of idiocracy the mike judge film well you're not going to have any policy to back that up where where's the policy and unfortunately after living in the tyranny of, of democratic governance of these, you know, West Coast states for so long, they don't have any policy. You know, and I, I'm not going to apologize. No, I'm not. Because when you live with their crappy governance and, you know, their autocratic, well, listen, I just said this. This is the way it is. Just, this is, I just said it. Dummy, accept what I have to say. I'm in charge. No, it's not enough. It's, it just isn't enough. That's not policy. That's not answering the public concern. That's not facts. And if people who are in the di- Democratic diaspora don't get that, they're going to continue to lose. They're going to have a brain drain. No one smart will come to the door, which is why they turned around and went to the intelligence community. Oh, well, they have brains. Like, yeah, they have, a, they have criminal mindsets. They know how to knock over governments. That's what they know how to do. I mean, they can't govern out of a wet paper bag. They can hand you a puppet dictator and give you a narco regime, but that's not that's not intelligence. I mean, they can they could go find stuff out for you. But, you know, I guess going to the press and asking them to do their job is too hard? No, because the role of the press is to hold you accountable. Okay, well, screw that. Go to the criminal regime of the intelligence community. They don't operate within the latitude of, of legal constraints that ordinarily are required for what? Oh, policy. So the Democrats don't have any policy. And that's been a, a singular complaint that I've had for years. Now, watching what happened to Devin Nunes during the Trump administration really is just kind of like a nice little flag of what can happen. So 
I paid special attention to what happened to him. Uh, I'm sorry that he left Congress, but there was a lot of tyranny all around him and not much to do because there is an establishment that doesn't want to be held accountable at all. Okay, well, just because they don't want to be held accountable doesn't mean that they shouldn't be held accountable. They shall be held accountable, and there are good people that have have been elected, decent people that haven't been corrupted, let's just say not yet, if everybody's so jaded, they're like, oh, they're all corrupted. You know, you're not giving yourself an out. If you don't get in the game and advocate for what you need, what you want, you get what you get. And then, you know, laying around and complaining about it is not action. It's, it makes you sound like a P-U-S-S-Y. So, um, for those who can't spell, you know what that means. So, in this latest Twitter Files dump, which is Twitter Files 14, let's just, uh, just go there now. I, I'm, I'm welcoming callers. If anybody would like to call in, that would be great. Gregor, I'm going to pick on you to come to the speaker column anyway. Because you're because you're faithful with with good commentary on a, a lot of things. So, <clears throat> did you read today's Twitter files? Did you did you read the, the Twitter files today? No, on, on the I am not. I'm a bad boy. <laughs> well, it just came out at twelve thirty, and boy, I had fork and knife and dish ready ready for that. I was like, come on, bring it, let's go. Oh, I was actually and, just reading the synopsis by Taibbi on, you know, I, I, he has it all laid out on, on the one substack? page. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if it's on a substack. It's, um... Okay. So we're going to wait for just a second while, uh, while Gregor gets his uh, bearings here? underneath him. I just, I just needed to do this today because, I mean, this Russia thing... This Russia hackles has been like, I can't say anything truthful Let's to my see. government yeah, I, I was just, about um, what they're doing sorry, because I Russia. I accidentally gave. clicked something and apparently I tried to kill myself. So, no, no, you're you're not killing Am yourself. I but I, I just needed to get this out of my mouth really quick. You know, for the longest time, like no. there's a tiered sense of uh, dis okay. disparity in the press. Like, if you had anything useful or factual to say uh, that Let's could be that dismissed better. as anti-democratic or Russian disinformation, not based on any any particular thing. Just you know, they just vomited disinformation, Russian disinformation on it. If they wanted it to just go away, that's what they wanted to do. Go ahead. We we knew they were doing that though. Well, yeah, and <laughs> the the new Congress is you know it's so funny because everyone's picking on them for what they did, but. It's like, you know, they're not going to get anything done because the rest of the whole organization, meaning the Senate, et cetera, is not going to cooperate. Um, so here we are, you know, where we've, we've read these Twitter files now. This was, what, number 14 or something? Yeah, Twitter files um, 14. And I, and I titled the episode, Nothing Burger, may I take your order? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, that, and again, You want a Nothing Burger? That's a big fat Nothing Burger. And this is all stuff that we have looked at and seen. I mean, you know, it's... Yeah, it's everybody. The, everybody's had to endure it for, for years. Years. Yeah. I mean, I even... I'm, I'm not even a huge, you know, anything. I don't have, like, a following anywhere. I don't have anything like that. I'm just getting started in the whole, um, 
you know, world of podcasting, et cetera. And, you know, I've even been knocked off, you know, had one of my ID, you know, had my first ID knocked off and, um, you know, blocked for sharing CDC information, et cetera. Um, Ooh, okay. So that was the other, that was the other, you know, big deal is that the CDC has been um, laundering it. And there is the coping for that, the guidance, the public information guidance is also on the CISA website. It's kind of buried in there, but their press treatment includes the Trusted Sources Initiative or the, the mm-hmm. Trusted Initiative. It's in there. And so the fact that Robert Kennedy is, in fact, suing them for coordinating, you know, a media lockout of anybody who had factual information, you know, to to oppose the CDC is is right on the right on the nose. Yeah. And as as corporate actors, they they should be um, held to account because they maligned the reputations needlessly and without without any proof. You know, if you if that's called libel, when you defame somebody or you take something that impacts their career impacts that's defamation and if it's a lie it's libel it's a libel so those are credible claims that can that can go forward in civil and any kind of civil win in this area can can go back and be kind of like a a whip on the federal government because civil claims are still law it's still law and that is a check against the executive state and these things were unconstitutional, just bald-faced unconstitutional. Now, the, the, where do you think that this policy came from? Do you think it came from the WHO? But they did have this coercive element coming from this GEC body. What do you think, Gregor? Well, I, I think it's far worse. I mean, I keep trying not to recognize that there seems to be a coordinated effort internationally to get us under one world government. I keep saying well, that that can't be true. And yet everywhere the new I turn, world order. <laughs> the yeah, the new world order. Um, you know, and, and I, I can't, I, I keep saying, no, no, this can't be true. This can't be true. And everywhere I look, it's like, yeah, well, that sort of looks like it. Um, you know, the WHO was working at the behest of somebody else. We know that they were working at the behest of China for sure because of funding. We know that they were working at the behest of other people. And we have our own people in our own government saying, yeah, but if our economy was driven the same way that China's was, just think how efficient we would be. And it's like, yeah, efficient. Do you see the camps? Do you see the slavery? Do you see the all the things that we say we don't approve of? And yet, here we are, and I'm, you know, part of me has become convinced that this whole COVID panic that they fostered was in order to get us closer and closer and inches closer to a society where they can just take us over. And, you know, it comes back to us, the individual is, you know, the secret to surviving this is to literally become ungovernable. And I don't mean that in a violent way. I just mean come to a point where the government, whatever the government does, you can ignore you know, and if you can get to that point or be that point, because, you know, if they sit there and say, well, you have to do this, it's like, yeah, actually, no, I don't. And just not do it. You know, there comes a point where they're either going to have to try to force it or they have to walk away. And nine times out of 10, they walk away. We've seen that proven again and again this last two years. 
if they get really pushed, they get to a point and they say, yeah, well, okay, well, you know, maybe we don't have to do it. You know, I mean, I, I don't want to refer to the cartels, but the cartels are, and, and the criminal uh, governance way of doing things has has some some testing merit for what you're saying. I'm not saying go out and commit crime. I'm saying that when, you're, when your government is asking you to do things that are, that are patently against your interest, they're against the, the consent of what the, the government structured itself. I'll, I'll, use, a, I'll use a parallel um, agreement. Like, okay, you go into a platform like this platform. It has a terms of service. You're supposed to agree to, to your responsibilities and rights as a user in the terms of service agreement. You agree to that. You hit submit, okay, and it's and, and that's it. Then you're off to the races. You you use the platform. You you do what you're supposed to do. But then all of a sudden, someone in, in leadership at the platform makes this like hairpin turn, and they do something that is against the terms of service. And they, they make it a policy throughout, you know, at system wide, okay. And that's un- what we know in corporate uh, law as unfair practice. Because you agreed to something, the company also agrees to do its part. And see, in the government, the government has a right and a responsibility to, to uphold the laws and the United States Constitution. And when they don't do that, that's what they call malfeasance. And they can be called upon to change that immediately. They can come underneath legal and federal injunction when they fail to do that. And in bad, 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 bad faith, they walked out on a false narrative to censor Americans and to sanction Americans. I woke up on Wednesday morning and the first thought in my head was in El Paso, are on the way. And I was like, oh my God. They they tried to sanction us. They actually did try to sanction Americans for no no decent reason. Like there's ever a really a decent reason to sanction someone in a free society, but but you know at least if the reasons were even anywhere near remotely good, you know, I, I could I could conceive of it, but there was no good reason. And the the medicine that they tried to shove down and shove by force at Americans is now turning out to be, as the, the inventor of this medicine, Robert Malone, did testify before Texas Senate Committee last summer that the medicine was bad. And, you know, in other states and in the federal government where he was not heard, this is the man who invented the medicine, he said, there's stuff wrong with it. I invented it. I tried to call it out. They won't fix it. Okay? They threw him in the trash. And then, of course, a lot of people died. And one of the worst and most tragic things that has happened has happened to the children, but also to the unborn children and the babies. They tried to put this bad medicine in babies. When you just allow the government to make these medical decisions broadly for the public and they don't stop, they don't take stock, they don't slow down, and they don't look at results, experimental medicine, then people die. And of course, 
Uh, I can't say that they cared or were careful. What say you? Well, you, you, you I'm for the example on children, you know, especially, you know, 45 and younger, the death rate for COVID was so minuscule that it was, it, in my opinion, criminal to force vaccines on those people, right? Um, you know, and, and again, I don't ever believe in forcing vaccines, to be honest. Um, you know, there, we know there are some vaccines that work, polio being one of them. Um, you know, uh, there are, you know, and, and even, but even influenza vaccines, only a, you know, a coin flip at best, whether it does you any good or not. Um, but at least there's no side of, there is no, no, I mean, we've been doing these vaccines since the fifties and, you know, so there, so there's pretty clear on what the side effects are and they're minimal at best. Um, it is the rare, rare, rare exception when anybody has a bad reaction to those, those kinds of vaccines that we can tell scientifically, but this vaccine, you know, as, as, uh, that information person, when they were at, at the EU last year, when she say in October or November, she said we had to go at the speed of science. Um, and, and, and then and she this, turns around and if uh, I can break in, uh, vaccines take years to approve because oh, they yeah. go through thorough testing and there was just it was 10 wasn't. years for the polio vaccine vaccine to become valid okay it was you know it wasn't something and, and you know and they and they experimented on million they experimented they observed millions of testos right which i guess is okay yeah that's experimentation but i mean there was like you know a million and a half kids took the polio vaccine and they watched them for months and and figured out which ones could did or didn't get it you know get polio i mean you know and some of it sounds terrible when you think about it but i'm afraid this is the way science works you have to let some people get sick in order to figure out if it works or not um but yeah and, and, and people I, are getting sick people people oh, yeah. will get sick and they have gotten sick but the worst part about this i think is that it was a flu it would have cycled through it would have we would have been done with it i think we would have been done with it um because if you i had the original gangster of this disease i'll just say it again i was in kirkland during the first outbreak when nobody knew anything when people were in hazmat suits at a small nursing home about a 10 minute walk from where i live and then you know all the all the international and national press descended like like a like a squat team in front of the uh, evergreen hospital and we're reporting out in front i just was discouraged to stay away. I couldn't. I, I didn't want to be there. <laughs> I just did not want to be there. Um, and it just—it was just kind of one of these. You know, it's just a weird thing because Kirkland's a, a small town. It's just a small town, and you know, to be the 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 front line of a of a terrible disease that that has international implications of a global pandemic. You know, that that's a lot of pressure, Gregor. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure, and uh, but you know I did get it. I, I got it. I, in fact, I couldn't go to the Libertarian convention that I have, uh, was planning on going to. You know, Scott Horton was going to speak that year, and what was this twenty? Yeah, twenty twenty, February twenty twenty. I was going to go see. So I was like, oh, it's Scott Horton. I'll just go and we'll talk some anti-war stuff. But it didn't happen because I was down with the sickness. And I was sitting there, you know, watching cable news, going, "I don't feel so good." And uh, and then it was over ten days later. And then I could not, for the life of me, figure out because there was there was some sort of weird ban on the testing. Uh, 
I think that that was the beginning of Fauciism. I think Fauci didn't want to be held accountable for the numbers of infected by this disease, so he suppressed the ability to positively identify any type of immunity on the disease. And then they found a use for that chicanery by never allowing you to ever recover for it. And I think that was a blackmail that was used uh, that you know, because if the cable news people could figure it out, guess who figured it out first? Pfizer and the blackmail core of lawyers who are evilly evil. And they said, "Okay, Fauci, we got you. We got you by the short and curly, dude. Do what we want." And he probably did. What say you, Gregor? It's to be hung after a fair and 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 perfect trial. Um, to be honest, because I, <laughs> can you repeat uh, that? You were robotic for about 20 seconds. Um, I, if he, he, I think Fauci is, is, you know, is, is, a, is a fine candidate for a hanging after an international trial, a fair one, but anyway, um, and in which state do they still legally hang people? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, ta- I'm talking, uh, Nuremberg. Oh, do they hang people in Nuremberg? They like in Brussels. Used to. They used to. I, they I, I don't know what that, you know, is it all lethal injection now? Oh, probably, but that doesn't mean I can't dream. Um, they do use you know, lethal I, injection I, and capital punishment in, in Texas. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they so if, if we case. if we had the uh, capital punishment hearings here in Texas, we could. We could yeah. euthanize you. We could. Yeah, well, in federal, federally, if you're convicted of treason, <laughs> which I almost equate this to, um, you know, you can actually still technically be, you know, put to death. Um, I, I'm guessing they would use, I don't know what the federal government currently uses. Um, they haven't done anything with anybody in so long. I don't even know if anybody remembers. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, there's there's going to be plenty of memory, and there's, there's always going to be people like me who do remember because there's somebody who's adversely impacted by every bad or wrong decision that was made by Senior Fauci. So I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna well, cut and, back and, to the to the big big nothing burger, with with no cheese on it. And this is oh, the, the Russia Gate thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because everybody else, when they were dealing with COVID and they weren't sick, they were pinned underneath Russia Gate and disinformation misinformation policy pilled out by the GEC and other people over COVID. You know, you can't have a free life now. The only thing you are allowed to do is go to the grocery store this week. You can't let your children be at the playground. You can't go outside and see the sun. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Remember the lockdown? Yeah, people remember that. They remember being falsely imprisoned. That's what they remember. I'm not saying it's unforgivable, but boy, boy, they should definitely go up. They, get, they need to get sent up. The people who are the decision makers on this one need to be sent up. And their informatics laundry mat also need to get sent up for something. They need to be out of governance yeah. forever. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that's the pro- part of part of the problem we're having. Do you think that's why Jen Psaki resigned and then just went straight to M- MSNBC? Oh, because, because she knew what was they're the only she people knew... who could protect her. <laughs> well, I, I think she knew what was going to happen. You know, um, our our beloved Jean. Woo! The writing's on the wall. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think she knew what was going to happen is that the you know the the media was finally going to, in a micro way, start holding, trying to hold people accountable. And you know, our our, our lovely little Miss Jean Pierre um, is you know she's incompetent at best, and uh, you know she, all I've, all of her answers are the same is that I'm not going to answer. I mean, it's just that's the way she's that's the answer she's giving is yeah well we the can't talk about that answer. because true yeah you know we can't talk about that because we can't talk about that because because it'll make us look bad not because there's any real reason we can't talk about it right right but, which you know if there is a nothing burger in this anywhere if you want to look at an example of a nothing burger the non-answer answer nothing burger and the Russia Gate from from beginning from inception to build curve top to the end. Yep. All bullshit. Yeah. A hundred percent manure. Caca de vaca. And bad, nobody bad nobody is being held accountable, and to me that's the problem. Um, you know, the seventeen ninety one agree What do you recommend? Ag- well, I, I think the seventeen ninety one user agreement that we call the Constitution needs to be um, you know, re I'm I'm a refounder kind of guy, and much I, I'm not necessarily entirely the whole thing down. I'm more about let's apply the laws we have correctly. And that oh, hey, starting you and happen. I agree on this. You know, we we have a perfectly viable structure. Why throw it in the trash? Just use it. Well, and and you know, of course, there's group of people that says, well, we haven't used it yet, and well, that's our fault. It has been else. used. It has been used, and there's a ton of of precedent. They are wrong about that. They're structurally mm-hmm. structurally wrong, and they yeah, are no, no. And, poorly and, informed. And I think we have to talk about justice as a, you know, as 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 not as not something that you know, and not something couched in the social justice realm, which of course means something completely different than actual justice. And and unfortunately, social justice is just that it's an it's an opinion pay, an opinion based um, consensus organization that that pills out arbitrary rules based on the the meal of the day okay mm-hmm. that's not law and it's and in no process did it go through our legal process and become instituted by edict of the people uh it's closer to what they is known as mob rule okay right and one of the challenging points that i put towards jay Inslee and his his uh <clears throat> semi-government over there uh along with with the AG, who's who is more reasonable because he actually has a job to enforce laws that the state puts out. That's what the AG's job is. Mm-hmm. You know, AG Bob Ferguson. Okay, right. so <clears throat> so uh, when I put it to him, I said, "Listen, these opinions that aren't law and whom are are pilled out by your local communist quorum from Seattle." Uh, they're not laws, and you can't expect the rest of us to be beholden or hostage to them. Okay, there are real laws against you know drug use and and drug proliferation, and, and from the pharmaceutical companies, there were rulings that were put out against Pfizer in that state for overprescription, as an example. So Pfizer should be in hot water as a corporation. They should never be allowed to perform any kind of broad uh, application of medicine towards the American public using taxpayer resources ever, ever again, if they aren't shut down. 
So that company is a criminal company. We're in a backwards way because of their opiate, aggressive overprescription collusion with the doctors. And then, of course, it's probable. I'm waiting for the Pfizer files and the Fauci files that, that kind of tell the story of how, uh, <laughs> how the blackmail occurred towards Fauci and how they managed to get him to overprescribe vaccines clawing and scratching on the way out of the door in December of 2022. Get a vaccine! Yeah. Well, and, right. you know, but also, you know, just recently they um, stopped requiring it for the, you know, military finally, even, you know, after tens of thousands ended up having to leave because they were requiring it. Um, so things are changing. Oh, let me break and, in. And, and I just got to say this. I I, I, let me break in. Let me break in. It says Matt Taibbi from, from I'm, and I'm sorry, so sorry to interrupt, but this is really important. Matt Taibbi's item number 30 on Twitter files number 14, despite universal internal conviction that there were no Russians in the story, Twitter went on to follow a slavish pattern of not challenging Russia claims on the record that's the whole damn story that's it that's the whole story go ahead and finish your statement Gregor well I I was going to come to almost defense of doctors it's not that I wanted to defend them because I think that the medical community has been despicable but I think what it is is they've been fearful versus um, so much as collaborative uh, you know, I, I, I know when I've talked to my doctor about some of this stuff, um, you know, I get the impression that if, if she could lose her job, she could lose her whatever um, if she doesn't encourage me to do these things. Because I've asked her about the vaccine, you know, and, and she, again, I just had a follow up where, you know, for an old fat guy, I'm pretty healthy. And um, I, uh, you know, she said, you're going to get the vaccine. I said, the mRNA vaccine? She said, yeah. I said, no, why, why on earth would I do that? And she says, well, this, this, and this. And I said, yeah, except for, you know, it doesn't stop me from getting the disease. It doesn't do this. It doesn't do that. Well, it could help you from dying. I said, okay, what study do we see that said that happened? And she said, well, I mean, that's just common knowledge. It's like, well, that's not a study. And she says, well, I have to tell you, I have to ask you to get the vaccine. So you're not going to get it, right? And I said, yeah, I'm not going to get it. And Were you reported? That's the other thing. Is that oh, the, I probably they, was. The uh, the medical establishment. I found records and documents on the CISA website that indicated that if you did not do your medicine, uh, the medical establishment could report you to the suspicious activity reporting uh, portal and put a black check mark on your name. In, in in the DHS didn't comply uh, consortium the for for legal behavior it w- it is not illegal in any way to refuse a vaccine in this country okay they ginned up regulatory conformance and forced it against the American people under color of law using a DHS structure to, to that was already in place Okay, they just, it was, it was underfunded, but then they refunded it with these several billion, 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 billion dollar plus, which became a trillion plus appropriations bill 
And all that got dumped on informatics and conformance to this DHS structure. Okay, the fusion centers were defunded. That was the suspicious activity reporting. And, you know, it wasn't taken all that seriously. But once things like you not taking your vaccine go into that, that becomes this person is a dissident status. And then the U.S. government says, well, if they say anything online, cut them. So who took care of that? Well, that was probably the GEC because they were the ones as has has been outed. Uh, that had the policy of like if they don't conform and if they say anything medically uncoordinated with the U.S. government and there were only three or four sources that were approved by DHS you know in the CISA CISA here's how you correct your uncle online Stasi report so so what they did was they just handed a huge list of 250,000 or more here you go Twitter do our bidding cancel these accounts because because suspicious activity reports because doctors reported into the portal these are state local and tribal authorities and the American Medical Association was recruited to put these in their in their offices and in their break rooms okay the 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 <laughs> you know and I shared this at length with Nate who's no longer around for some reason but I did share this with him at length, and I took screenshots of these things that came down in part from Reclaim the Net, so which has been an excellent source at parsing this stuff. <clears throat> but the original source really is stuff that's just laying around on the Reclaim the Net website, honestly, and and CISA CISA website. All right, Gregor, do you have anything else to say? Oh, you're you're robotic. Keep keep going. Then click tap and ding. Is that any better? It's better. Okay. <laughs> I wonder what that is about my unmuting. It seems to cause me to go robotic for a second. Um. Anyway, so nice to know. You know, I I I, I want to encourage folks to think about this as being. Yes, it's the government doing things to free enterprise if doctors were to free enterprise the the treatment would be different if if you know if things were not so socially regulated by the US government we'd be different but i also have to encourage folks to remember that it is about us and the way we fix this is to vote people in the congress and and the senate that will do something to fix it and not just sit there and vote d oh oh but if that. it's not if they're not democratic then that's that's anti democracy those people on the other side of that aisle, they're they're criminals, bro. They're, oh. I am. I live in a republic, and I don't care what you say about democracy. There's a reason. <laughs> no, I'm, for I'm joking. That's a joke. No, I, I know you are, but um, you know, 1791, we had a pretty good version of the of the Constitution. I don't mind some of the improvements that were made in the 1860 60s. Um, you know, the 12th or the 13th and 14th amendments, and the, um, but when you start getting up to 15, 16, etc. Some of those at least need review. Um, and we've given up, the states have given up their rights by, you know, having senators voted for by popular vote versus being appointed by their legislatures. We, the states continue to give up their rights and look what happens. We get more and more control and here we are now just seeing it all happen. That's my last words. Okay. 
Well, it's it's been a good talk. I'll I'll rejoin you at three at your at your forum where we, we can discuss more of this. But I I really appreciate. Oh no no you. that one. Sorry, that was yesterday. That was a mistake. I'm not going to be back on until next week. So. Oh I don't know, okay. But okay, so I, will... I guess did I did I miss my window? Yeah, that was yesterday. Okay, but that's I okay. I... Apparently, I sounded like a robot the whole time because there's been some changes in my microphone settings. So I'm just figuring those out, and obviously there's. I, I see that Charlie about. Charlie's dot is with us. Charlie is with us, and so Hello, you, Charlie's you dot. may. So you can say something to Charlie. That's his dot, and um, and maybe he can work on the technical specs for your, for your delivery. Oh, okay. Thanks, Charlie. I didn't know. Oh, technically, you are. Okay. I'll, I'll, I may have to check worker, in with Charlie. A tech specialist here at the Calling Network, whom, whom we whom we are very appreciative of. You know, Anyways. Thank you, Charlie, um, for your service, because I love the platform. <laughs> yeah, no costume, and, and we got a nice, nice big voice here, and, and so I want to thank everybody who's joined us. Vlad, Masha, North, Charlie, Gregor. Um, it's been a short one, but a goodie. Uh, discussing the big fat nothing burger, the Russia Gate with no cheese. All right, have a good one. We'll see you next. That we'll see you on Saturday. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access unsanctioned citizen podcast archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio podcasts, and call in. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com.